We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What is up and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast. Uh, Oklahoma City falls to the Los Angeles Lakers tonight, 128-99. to uh, It was a game in which Oklahoma City was only 8 or 8.5 point underdogs. Um, that's not to say that, that they're you know close to being as talented or as good as the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, in the NBA, you know, a lot of times on any given night, um, any team can can really step up. Any team can be cold from the floor and, and a lot of things can happen. Um, but Oklahoma City does ultimately lose by a total of 29 points. Um, not a ton to talk about in this game. I think I'm going to take this post-game podcast uh, a little bit differently than normal. I'm certainly going to touch on the game and some things that stuck out. But I also want to talk about the events that happened in the NBA today with the blockbuster trade, including... James Harden going to the Brooklyn Nets, obviously it's got a, a pretty significant impact on Oklahoma City's future um, as they hold quite a bit of um, draft capital uh, on behalf of the Houston Rockets, um, as well as you know some of the guys that Oklahoma City could be looking at getting uh, in this upcoming draft if they were to get uh, a top five pick or even a couple picks there in the lottery. Um, the draft will be here before you know it. It's a it's, the season will go by pretty quickly. We're already crazy enough, just a couple weeks from the month of February. So things will be here before you know it. I think it's time to just already start talking about some draft prospects, get you guys excited for um, what's to come. But on the Lakers game tonight, um, Shea Gildas-Alexander, no surprise, leads the Oklahoma City Thunder in scoring 
with 17 points. His assist numbers um, were a little bit worrisome tonight. He only had one assist, um, large part in due to the fact that the guys around him, and even him, just really weren't converting from the field. Shea was, was 5 of 12, 1 of 3 from deep. Um, outside of him, um, you know, we're looking at Isaiah Roby. Got the start tonight without Horford being out. He had 11 points, 9 rebounds. Um, really good game from him, honestly. I think it's it's underrated. Um, the fact that Isaiah Roby is essentially a rookie. Uh, I believe he played 17 or so minutes all of last season. Um, he was acquired by the Thunder, or acquired by the Thunder from the Dallas Mavericks. He didn't play at all for the Mavericks. He played uh, four or five games for the Thunder, totaling less than, than 20 minutes the entire year. So he's not technically a rookie. But when it comes to experience, like. Um, he's certainly a rookie. If you can step into an NBA game and going up against guys like Marc Gasol, Montrez Harrell, Anthony Davis, and, and have an 11.9 rebound, even a four assist night. Um, Teo also had four assists, but, you know, tying the team, um, with the most assist on the night being the starting center, uh, with the limited experience he has is, is pretty impressive. Only 24 minutes on the night and he was able to do, um, all of that work. George Hill finishes with 10 points, only played 21 minutes. Pokashevsky, career high, 10 points. It was 7 before tonight. He finishes with 10. Um, also had 3 blocks. He he played really, really well defensively. I think he's finally starting to get into the, the swing of things defensively. He's by no means, you know, a great defender. He's still got a lot to learn, um, both as an individual defender on the perimeter, as an individual defender in the paint, um, as well as a team defender, because, you know, there's, there's different ways to look at defense. Um, you know, some of the, some of the more competent defenders in the league aren't even the best, you know, one-on-one, I'm going to go out there and, and shut a guy down Lou Dort style it's that that leadership on defense. It's the talking. It's the right rotations. It's being a good team defender. Um, so I think Poku certainly has an extremely high ceiling. Uh, Post game, uh, Mark Dagnalt talked about how he thinks Pokashevsky's further along defensively than offensively. And for a guy um, coming into this draft that was, you know, such a a project type guy. I don't think anybody expected him to come in at, at 18 years old and take the league by storm. But for a guy that has the unique size, the unique offensive ability with his, his, you know, his range to shoot threes, first of all, his ability to handle the ball. Second of all, I think most people came into the season thinking, man, this guy long-term could be a really good offensive player, obviously with his length, you expected him to be a solid shot blocker, but I think it's overall his defense, again, a long way to go. But the fact that the coaching staff, even a couple of players that had mentioned it after the game, uh, Poku was also interviewed as, as part of the, the media availability talking about his defense. It's promising to see that kind of thing out of him. And, and he talked a lot about, you know, I need to go out there, do what the team needs me to do to, to win games or you know, put the team in a position to win games. And he said playing good defense and blocking shots is his job. So that's promising. Um, as great as having a career high 10 points, woohoo, as that is, um, his, his defense was extremely impressive. Um, he hit a couple threes tonight, you know, two of four from beyond the arc. 
overall good night from him. Hamadou Diallo cooled off a bit. He's had um, a pretty impressive stretch of, of three or four games uh, from from you know the field when it comes to scoring his nine points tonight in 20 minutes. Um, we're good. I mean, against a team like the Lakers, again, no one really had an outburst in scoring. Oklahoma City had five or six guys, maybe even seven, with nine-plus points. Actually, with Kendrick Williams, it might have been uh, eight guys with nine-plus points. But overall, again, the theme of the year, balanced scoring attack. Um, hadn't been many games where one guy just exploded for 30 or 40 points while the rest of the guys um, you know, don't shoulder much of an offensive load. Uh, not, not, I mean, not a lot of guys played a ton of minutes either. SGA led the team with roughly 27 minutes. Um, and then you look at guys at the end of the bench, like Josh Hall and Moses Brown, Justin Jackson, those guys were getting anywhere from five to seven minutes tonight. Kenrich Williams had almost 15 minutes. So in a game like this, um, Mark Dagna always talks about, you know, win or lose, you got to take something from this game, um, improve upon something, take something from it, and continue to get better. Um, so as, as bad as, as losing a game like this is, you know, losing this season isn't necessarily the worst thing. Um, but you're able to take some positives from a loss like this. you got guys that are normally not playing much, run against the defending champs, playing against guys like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and just really getting them exposure and developing them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the future. So there's certainly some things you can take away. The game itself, I don't really want to talk about it much. There's not much to talk about. It was extremely lopsided. Um... You know, there were some runs Oklahoma City went on, went on. I think they were on a 16-2 to run at one point, and they went on an 11-0 run at one point. But Los Angeles had just as many runs of their own, and it was never particularly close from the tip. Um, I think that to start the game, the score is 4-16 to or something along those lines. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. 
And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top producers, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On top of all of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this today for only $15 a month. It's the same rate that any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to see grow, Hustle is opening the door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But again, that's bwhustle.com slash join. But kind of moving on, like I talked about at the top of the show, um, the the ripples and, and the waves that were made throughout the league today, how that impacts the Thunder, and then a couple of guys um, worth noting that, that could be potential picks for Oklahoma City. Um, so... For starters, James Harden traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, initially it looked like Karis LeVert was going to be a member of the Houston Rockets. Um, They're also getting four first-round picks and four pick swaps all unprotected. Um, At the surface level, you look at that Rockets team, John Wall, Karis LeVert, Christian Wood. You know, obviously they're, they're worse. You're essentially flipping... Karis LeVert for James Harden adding picks like the Rockets already weren't great, albeit it was a toxic situation. So now that's behind them, they might play better. Um, But I think most people thought, you know, Oklahoma City, just to refresh everybody, um, has has pick swap options with both the Houston Rockets and Miami Heat. So between Oklahoma City's pick, the Houston pick and the Miami pick, uh, the Thunder get the the best two of those three. So Houston um, you know, you know, being a lottery team or even better, a top 10 team, the picks one through four protected. So you don't want them to be too bad or, or get too lucky on lottery night. Um, but that, that's certainly something that affects Oklahoma City in a big way. Ultimately, Karis Levert is flipped to the Indiana Pacers for Victor Oladipo, which, you know, they're, they're similar players when it comes to production. I think what they can do... Um, for whatever team they play for, really. But I do think Victor Oladipo um, makes the Rockets a little bit better than Karis LeVert would have. Not by much. I still think it's a dumb move by the Rockets. They've now got to pay Victor Oladipo this summer. He's expiring, whereas Karis LeVert was on a 
a manageable longer term deal, but that's that's not important. Um, regardless, though, it's going to be interesting to see how the Houston Rockets play going forward. Um, but either way, Oklahoma City certainly after these last two games, um, you know, it's the, the second straight game they've dropped after their. Um, Nice little streak of winning four out of five games on their Eastern Conference road trip that finished up in New York. Uh, but after this second straight loss, they're now five and six, good for 12th in the Western Conference. Um, you know, they should be a top five team, and, and there's a really good chance they get a, another lottery pick from Houston. Likely won't be as high as Oklahoma City's pick. You never know because uh, with the new lottery odds, you know, we saw the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, get Zion Williamson, and I believe they were the seventh or the ninth best odds to get the number one pick at that point, and they ended up getting it. So um, obviously that would that would mean that Houston would convey the pick if they ended up getting number one, or they would not convey the pick, they would keep it. Um, point being, Oklahoma City is in a great position after what happened today to have um, two lottery picks, if not two top ten picks. I want to talk about some of the potential guys they could be looking at. And I've talked about this on our group podcast. I've talked about this on a couple of post-game podcasts. But as good as Cade Cunningham is, you know, I, I went to Oklahoma State. I watch a ton of Oklahoma State basketball. I think I've watched probably every single game this season. As good as Cade Cunningham is, this draft is not a bust if Oklahoma City does not get the number one pick. There's a handful of guys that are extremely talented, guys that have the potential to be NBA All-Stars, no question, based on their resume, um, their trajectories, the types of recruits they were coming out of high school. But it's a really unique draft because in my eyes, I've got a clear top five. There's a couple of guys um, when it comes to, to college prospects entering the draft that I think are getting closer and, and creeping into the top five, but but still, right now, there's there's five clear guys that I see as it's a huge win if Oklahoma City gets one of these guys, and, and they're all very different backstories. You know, a couple of them are in college, a couple of them are in the G League, um, playing for the Ignite. Regardless, I'll, I'll start with Cade Cunningham. Um, like I said, it's it's not do or die getting Cade, but if you can get Cade, that would be awesome. I think pairing a uh, six foot eight point guard with uh, in Cade Cunningham with a six 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 seven combo guard and Shea Gilgis Alexander would be awesome because both those guys. It's weird because they're both kind of pass first. Um, I know it's weird to, to think of Shea Gilgis Alexander as a pass first point guard, but I think we're starting to see that this season. Um, you know, with him being the main guy offensively, he's still not shooting a ton of shots. He still likes to distribute the ball. Um, so it sounds weird to talk about Shea and Cade together, but they both have the offensive ability to be great and the defensive ability to be great and the passing ability to get their teammates involved. Um, they're both flat-out winners. Um, Cade, you know, for Oklahoma State, kind of similar to Shea. There's a lot of games where he just doesn't show up offensively, and that's not to say that you know, he's not a good offensive player. He just doesn't exert himself to where he's shooting you know, 20, 25 shots per game like some of these other guys I'm going to talk about. Regardless, through 12 games, Oklahoma State, not that talented of a team. They were projected 8th in the Big 12 this season. Um, they've only got three losses. Two of those three losses were to top 15 teams 
and all three of those losses combined were by a total of seven points. So um, he does the little things. You know, he maybe he has 15 points and eight rebounds, and you think, oh, that's not great for a guy that's a bona fide number one pick, but he's doing the things he needs to do to get his team in a position to win. Um, so far this season, he's averaging 18 points a game, 6.2 rebounds, uh, only 3.7 assists, although I think that'll come up a little bit. And then defensively, 1.2 steals and 1.0 blocks, while also shooting 38.8% from three on limited attempts, only about four game. Um, you know, he's got the potential to be, I don't want to call him a Ben Simmons. Um, I, I've made that comparison in the past. You know, Jacob on the podcast made that comparison in the past. Uh, the more I watch them play, the more I think they're a lot different. Ben Simmons is much more athletic. You know, he's a guy that likes to get into the paint and just dunk it on people. Cade's more of that crafty get to the rim, up and under finish, or, you know, that, that tough layup. Um, also a much better shooter. If he's hitting pull-ups, he's going to be impossible to guard. Um, so obviously everybody knows about Cade Cunningham. Probably going to be the number one pick. Oklahoma City be happy to have him. Um, looking at some of the other guys, though, Jonathan Kuminga, um, one of my favorite players in this draft. He's just got an NBA body. You know, he's 18 years old. He's six foot eight. He's 215 pounds. Just that standard NBA small forward, that that Jason Tatum, Paul George kind of body frame where you know he's he's a jumbo wing. He's a mismatch nightmare. Got the ability to shoot. Got the ability to dribble. Um, I think he's going to be awesome. He's playing for the G League Ignite right now through their first couple of scrimmages. He's led the team in scoring. We'll get to see him a lot in the upcoming G League bubble, and, and Jacob and myself will both be covering um, the Oklahoma City Blue throughout portions of that, so we'll get to to get a closer look at Jonathan Kuminga. I think he'll certainly become a guy that's that's a more you know household known name closer to the draft, and then his teammate, um, Jalen Green, number one recruit coming out of high school in the ESPN Top 100. He's the only guy ahead of Cade Cunningham. He's a 6'5", 6'6", guard. Um, he's certainly got a lot more hype coming out of high school than Jonathan Kuminga did, although he's, his performances haven't been as good as Kuminga through the first couple scrimmages, but just an absolutely pure scorer, uh, a freak athlete. I mean, he can dunk all over everybody. Um, I think Jalen Green is going to be an excellent prospect. Another 18-year-old, he'll be 19 when the draft comes around, but just keep that in mind. As I mentioned these names, you know, look these guys up on YouTube. These are definitely going to be guys that are going to be um, you know, top five prospects uh, if and when Oklahoma City gets the opportunity to draft that high. Um, last couple before I get out of here. Jalen Suggs, Gonzaga, they're undefeated. They're the number one team in the country. He's the best player in the country. He's the best player on Gonzaga. Who's the best team in the country? Just just does a little bit of everything. Excellent passer. Um, only averages 13.8 points a game this season uh, as a freshman, obviously. Much better score than that. He's a guy that I think comes into the NBA and is immediately an excellent scorer. Um, averaging 5.1 assists and 5.1 rebounds per game. So his assist numbers are a little bit better than Cade's, although I expect in the NBA they'll they'll be roughly similar passers. Um, and then 40.6% from deep on three attempts. He's a, a great shooter, just a pure scorer, another guy to kind of keep on the radar. He's a little bit undersized compared to some of these other guys we're talking about. 
only 6'3 or 6'4, but nonetheless, if you can get him, um, I think the, the, the quote-unquote tank and the the losing season here in the 2020-21 season is certainly worth it. And then lastly, the idea of drafting a big man in the top five is obviously not the most sexy idea. You know, a lot of people were pushing back on the idea of James Wiseman being drafted in the top five in this last draft. Um, just because in the modern NBA, like, the big man being one of your best players has not really worked out for people. Um, you look at some of these recent NBA champions and you look at their best players. A lot of times it's a guard or a wing. It's a Kevin Durant or a Kawhi Leonard or a Steph Curry or, you know, you, you never look at you, like, Jokic is, is the closest thing to a team that that runs their offense and their best player arguably is a big man and they can't get over the hump. Um, I think Joel Embiid this season, he's, he's having the MVP season, is, is maybe changing the narrative a little bit. Um, I think James Wiseman, with how well he's played, might change that narrative a little bit. And obviously the league will continue to change over the next five to ten years when some of these guys we're talking about being drafted in this upcoming draft are really in their primes. But if you're looking at a center, um, you know obviously Al Horford's playing center now. Isaiah Roby's backing him up along with Mike Muscala. None of those three guys, you know, I, I talked about Roby at the beginning of the show. Basically a rookie, solid player. Don't think he's your center of the future. I think he's a great piece to hold on to, but he's not your center of the future. Whereas a guy like Evan Mobley might be. You know, he's seven foot tall, um, can step out and shoot the three. He's a freshman at USC. Um, so far this season, only, you know, one and a half three-point attempts a game, but he's shooting him at a 40% clip, um, 16.2 points a game, only nine rebounds a game. I like to see that go up for him, for a guy of his size and the type of dominance you'd like to see. I, I, I want to see him pull down more rebounds, maybe get into the 11 or 12 range. Nonetheless, um, probably the best big man in this entire 2021 NBA draft class, I'd probably put him at five out of five for the five guys we've talked about, Kate at one, him at five, and then those those guards slash wings at two, three, four, and in some sort of order. I'm not necessarily sure there's a lot of basketball to be played, a lot of things to happen, but again, whole point of this rant, um, if you're Oklahoma City, losing a game like this tonight to the Lakers, expected and, and completely fine. Um, Houston making the trade today is a step in the right direction for Oklahoma City, um, getting that return on their investment for, um, at the time, what seemed like taking on Chris Paul to, to add some draft picks, but, but obviously they flipped him for, um, some more draft capital and ultimately, um, I, I think won that trade by a mile. Um, but you know, the, the Houston picks they got in that deal, this is the time for Houston to not be great, and it's, it's working out fairly perfectly for Oklahoma City. So regardless, again, Miami, Houston, Oklahoma City, best two out of those three picks via swap. Um, if you can get one or somehow even two of those five guys I've talked about, um, certainly worth the tank year. Keep that in mind going forward. Um, Oklahoma City's next game is against the Chicago Bulls on Friday followed by the uh, Philadelphia 76ers on Sunday. I'll be at that game at Chesapeake Energy Arena on Sunday. Um, live tweeting for you guys, but 
you know, outside of this Bulls game coming up, there it's it's a ton of of really really tough games. I think this is where we see Oklahoma City go on quite a bit of a losing streak. I think they can obviously beat the Bulls. The Bulls are not great this season. Um, Billy Donovan's coming back to the peak, but um, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Chicago Bulls, Oklahoma City Thunder. Until uh, we talk to you guys, then Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.